<laughs> Talk about hitting the new year with a with in full force. We've got in studio today Coach Tom, part of the Masashi team now. The man, the myth, the legend. I know. Tom Bolsh from Prime Training. Mm. Um, give us a bit of, bit of background on your credentials, mate, and who you are. Well, I know you're a... Uh, a TikTok sensation these <laughs> days, but there's there's more to you yeah. than that. <laughs> well, uh, well, thanks, firstly, for having me on the potty. Um, yeah, I, I have uh, risen to uh, uh, risen to relevance. I think is what I say. Some people say TikTok famous. I wouldn't say I'm famous yet, but I would say uh, I am a little bit relevant on the platform. So, um, yeah, lucky enough to to have grown a little bit of a social following through my um, athlete training and, and training some um, notable pro athletes, which. Been very grateful and lucky for, and, and fortunate to do. Um, but yeah, and then I somehow um, got involved with Masashi. Do you want to tell the story of how I got involved <laughs> yeah. with you guys? Because we might that keep that hilarious. one. We might keep that one a secret now. <laughs> but maybe <laughs> I'm have to no, tell I'll tell. I'll tell. It's my favourite story. <laughs> yeah, like well, becoming TikTok famous. It's like. I don't know, it's a double-edged sword. Mm. Like you've got all the credentials of a strength and conditioning coach, you're a nutritionist, mm. you do train elite-level athletes and you're an elite-level athlete yourself. Mm. But it's almost like when you become TikTok famous, some of those credentials sort of, I don't know, they don't Go disappear. The yeah, well, people people don't, don't take them into consideration or mm. appreciate them. But you are a high-level coach. Uh, we love having you on the team. Mm. And um, the reason we sort of stumbled across you was I was sort of just – Flicking through uh, through TikTok. So you do have TikTok. I yeah, I know, okay. which is great. The <laughs> oldest guy in the room is probably the only guy that has TikTok <laughs> apart from you. <laughs> Nothing um, wrong with that. Good chance to blame that on your kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah. was a good. <laughs> yeah, I was just monitoring my kids What's on TikTok. What's uh, your for oh. you page look like? <laughs> 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 it's all strength. We'll talk about that later. It's mainly you, mate. So uh, well, <laughs> yeah. but um, the main thing that sort of captured my eye was was your sort of philosophy on training. And it's not a new philosophy, right? Mm. But it feels new to people who don't train that way. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, so your philosophy on training is is train like an athlete mm. for your sport. And this is mainly applicable to people that are playing sports, team sports, individual sports. Exactly. It's trained specifically for your sport, mm. not like a bodybuilder. Mm -hmm. And we're not saying if you want to be a bodybuilder, don't train like a bodybuilder. Exactly. If, if you're there to put on muscle mass and that's your goal, cool. Keep mm. training like a bodybuilder. Exactly. But you're talking about speci sport-specific training mm. and obviously that's the topic for today. Well, yeah, so I find a lot of the time there's a lot of people that are training like bodybuilders um, but then still play. They, they don't have the aim of stepping on stage yeah. but they have the aim of playing rec level sports. And so like maybe if you do that, just find a happy medium so you don't get injured at the end of the day because that's what a lot of my training is about to find, you know, mobility, durability and not get injured kind of thing. Um, and, yeah, it is met with some sort of backlash because it's um, – it's just different to what people have been taught originally. So they're kind of like, you know, what people just want to be jacked and play soccer. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine. You can do that. Like, I'm happy for you to do that. Like, get jacked, play soccer. But they're like, when you get injured, don't come crying to exactly. me that I've done a hamstring. Like, what do Mate, do the work and, you know, find a happy medium doing them both, I think. If, if you've come from a sporting background and you, you're making it to the high levels of, of sport, it's not new. No. I mean, you're training like that. Sport specific training has been around for a long, long time. Mm. I think probably more recognized by professional athletes yep. um, and especially over in America, like with the college system and all the diversity of sports over there. But yeah, it is met with some resistance. I see mm. some of the resistance you get online and, um, and you handle it quite well. <laughs> and, I, do, and just I, I do get met with a, with a plethora of, uh, of 
comments. Um, some I won't repeat on the on the podcast, but yeah, I guess I um, always try to meet it with a. Uh, I think if you want to be taken seriously in the industry, you have to have a professional tone in everything that you do, and every response has to be professional. So even when I do get met with uh, that kind of backlash, I just push it to the side. And just yeah, say, you do yeah, well. well. Good. <laughs> that was one of the things I when we uh, when we were first sort of interested in working with Tom. I uh, put out a few troll comments on the, on, our, on his uh, on one of his posts, and he actually handled it really well. And um, yeah, I was impressed by the way he handled trolls and continue to handle sort of trolls was, on there. I think I remember, if I remember it rightly, I think it was something to do with a squat. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Do, doing you know a half squat or a quarter squat, and it was something like you know. This is terrible. This is no good. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> and I've gone to this. It's the most profile. common thing people <laughs> comment on is and, like squat. And depth. I get like a thousand comments. Like I'll wake up some days with over a thousand comments and I'll, and I'll go through a lot of them and sometimes I'll respond. And lucky enough, I did respond to yours. I said, you know, just go out, try it and see if you enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, all good. But if you enjoy it, you know, give it a go. You won me over. Yeah. <laughs> I was already won over, but it was a good, <laughs> it was a good test on Tom. Why do you think people are so resistant to that style of training? Is it because like all they know is like men's health routines or, yeah. or routines that their friends are doing in the gym? Do yeah. You know, it's just knowledge? I or? think it's actually unbelievable to most people that – everyone should have like everybody's different right like every single person you've all got different genetics you've got different bodies you're playing different sports you're sitting more standing more during the day whatever you're doing and it's unbelievable to people that everyone should have their own personalized program like every single person should have a different program no one should be running the exact same program so i think that um yeah a lot of people do get confused and and put off by having a personalized program and a different program that suits their needs they think it's impossible everyone should be doing those men's health magazines it's the same i got ripped in 12 days you know i got shredded abs in 12 days kind of thing so i I think it's because like a lot of the sport specific training some of the movements are very different Mm -hmm. um and and it is just education based like it is hard to go and implement a training program with some of those specific movements if you're not familiar with them Mm -hmm. it it can be almost intimidating for a lot of people you know to start doing some of those movements because they look hard but you know Mm -hmm. um, if you do them correctly they they can Mm -hmm. have massive benefits and at the end of the day i think a lot of people are confused about not isolating muscles because that's all they've ever ever done and then Mm -hmm. i'm like in sport we never isolate muscles. We're right. always moving, transitioning. We've got that kinetic chain that's working. So our whole back, our, we've got, you know, that power that we've got to um, take from like our feet all the way through to our hand, like that kind of stuff. And they're like, why are we combining all these exercises together? It doesn't make sense. Like, but that's how we play sport. We move simultaneously and we move around. Like we've got to run, rotate, all that sort of stuff. Whatever sport you play, you're always rotating kind of thing. So, um, yeah, a lot of people get very confused about yeah, that. Sort of yeah, I, I don't know any sport where, you, where you're sort of just – working sort of unilaterally you know isolated mm. movement you know like so you mean bicep curls aren't going to make me shoot, shoot, <laughs> shoot a basketball better which is fine like i do bicep curls all the time like it's good to, like we we love ourselves you got to go and do bicep curls every now and then but it just you don't make it the don't go to the gym and start doing biceps triceps at the start wait to the end and exactly. then reward yourself with that sort of stuff at the end, <laughs> or do it on a single leg or something to add in a little bit of a balance element or something a bit different um Arms for dessert, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I like to reward myself <laughs> with something fun at the end. So I'll oh, just go do some bicycles, lateral raises at the end. <laughs> yeah, and look, look, there is times within sports-specific training that hypertrophy might be a goal. Exactly. So you might implement sort of bodybuilding style mm-hmm. um, routines or, or, or exercises. So it's, we're not sort of saying don't ever train like that. It is just part of a periodized program. Exactly. I think that um, when I try and structure a program, I always – 
the key is always obviously what the athlete's goals is and usually the athlete is like, oh, I want to build muscle or, you know, I want to lose fat. But generally their goal should always be to stay on park for the longest, stay on the field for the longest, stay yeah. on the court for the longest. That should be their number one goal. So always make mobility the most important. And then probably the second thing you have is, you know, muscle building and, and hypertrophy will probably be the second one because you get a lot of young athletes coming to me asking for programs. So it'll usually be like a mobility um, and then something like a, a muscle building and then lifting your own weight. So like chin-ups and dips and stuff. I think that's really, really important to have body weight strength, some rotation, some reactions, some balance, that kind of thing. Like that's kind of how I try to structure it because there's so many aspects of sport, I guess, in the yeah, end, isn't I there? Think, yeah, that's, that's a good point, you know, training for your sport. You think mm. of a lot of guys, right? Um, the last time they, they ran 100 meters or did anything athletic is probably like high school, right? Yeah, you know? yeah. And, and, you know, most people go to the gym alongside their sport. So, mm. you know, they train and they play sport. But why not train for your sport? You know, it, it makes... Or just, yeah, just do it's, both. It's the logical thing it's to so do. It's so logical. But, uh, <laughs> and then people get injured and they come to me, they're like, yeah. why am I doing a hamstring? Why am I Achilles sore? Bro, like, yeah. you haven't done anything to, like, help you be prepared to go and run 100 metres or go and prepare you to play soccer. Like, you can be jacked as hell and then, yeah, and then just go and really struggle with it. So exactly. Bodybuilding training makes zero sense for a sport. Yeah. For a sport. Like, if you're... Think of, think of just like doing a leg day, right? How much you smash your legs on a leg day, the amount of volume you put out, the amount of weight you put out, mm. and then go try run around efficiently on the weekend and perform at your best. It's just, it is not possible. It's so hard. Yeah. And I get so many people come to me as well and ask, they're like, you know, what exercises in the gym can I do to sprint, sprint faster? Or what exercise can I do to jump higher? I'm like, go and sprint. Yeah. Go and jump. jump. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, that's what you gotta do. Like, yeah. don't come to me asking for more exercises. Like, there, at the end of the day, if you wanna get faster at sprinting, you wanna be a better jumper, go and jump, go and sprint, go and move. Like, get, get outside kind of thing. Don't get too, you know, one dimensional tunnel vision of just staying in the gym. There's so much, so many aspects to it yeah. Um, that, yeah, you should be doing to make yourself better at that. Just do the thing. There is, you know, some carryover from like squats to jumping. Of course, and things, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people get carried away with, yeah, yeah, yeah. with, with the And then they never go and, jump. Yeah, They're and, like, and oh, forget, goes, you know, yeah. the goal or, the, or what they're actually trying to achieve <laughs> with, with these exercises. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, it makes complete sense. And, um, and I think we mentioned in the last podcast, you've actually written sport specific um, training programs for sort of seven of our core sports, mm. which we'll be launching, I think, next month which are super pumped about and you've done video instructionals on each of the exercises. Mm. So I think there's going to be a lot of people out there that, that sort of appreciate a, a program laid out for them with all the exercises sort of videoed and showing them how to do it. Mm. You're probably um, losing a whole heap of business by doing that, but no, no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, there's going to be a lot of sports people that have that sort of all-in-one solution that'll be really happy. Mm -hmm. When it comes to volume, I'm always interested in this, say in season. Yep. Um, well you're you're sort of in in season at the moment. You're yep. you're playing. How often are you doing? How often are you training? Sort of strength and conditioning cool. throughout the week to play on the weekend. Mm -hmm. So let's say most sports we play on a Saturday, right? Let's yep. say for that that's our example. Sunday we'll go through a week. So a week, a quick week would look something like a Sunday is going to be your recovery day, mobility. If you want to go to the gym, go do some stretches, some very very light weights. Then on a Monday, I'll do a leg day, get your legs done, um, sort that first. That's usually what I'll do, a leg focus kind of day. Then Tuesday, you've usually got training, so you're doing skills kind of thing, running around, whatever whatever sport you play, if it's rugby, soccer, AFL, you're always probably running around. Uh, then Wednesday would be more of an upper body kind of base day. Thursday, you probably got training again. And then Friday is probably going to be something like um, a light 
day, maybe something power based. You might do some like wall ball throws, something like that, some med ball slams, mm-hmm. some something sort of that's power. not going to yeah, physically gonna drain pray, you to. Yeah, because you got to play tomorrow, but it's just priming your body, getting yourself ready for tomorrow. Uh, maybe do a bit of skills, some handballs or some you know kicks against the wall or something, just to get your mind in the game. Big speedy bolognese before the game, and then go out and play on Saturday. That's my that's my pregame. Uh, usually, that's kind of how a week would look. And even for AFL players and stuff like that as well, that's what most of my pro athletes look like. So outside of your team training, there might be two two and a half days of sort of yeah. of, of training. And I think that the most important thing that people don't they always come to me and ask me. They're like, you know, what should a training week look like? Listen to your body. On a Friday, if your body's stuffed, you're feeling a bit sore, don't go to the gym. Yeah. Like on Sunday, if your body's stuffed, you know, you're you feeling really sore after your game, don't need to go to the gym. Like just chill out and rest. Like you, yeah. you're playing a, a high intensity sport, your legs are going to be stuffed. Go to the beach or something, you know, get some magnesium, magnesium bar, something like that. Like mm. it's pretty it's pretty self explanatory. If you just listen to your body, you'll get, you'll reduce your injuries by so much if you can kind of listen to what your body's telling you. Yeah. yeah. For recovery, it's an interesting point. Like after the game, like on a Sunday, mm. what, what sort of things do you do for recovery? Um, you're still trying to stay f- active and move yeah, a bit. 100%. Yep. I think the most important thing is, um, on a Sunday, you're, you people don't understand how much body, how much your body needs protein and carbs. Like mm. you need to just smash that. Like mm-hmm. you need to eat as much as you possibly can on a Sunday um, until your body feels like it's responding and you've you've done the you've done the work. Um, usually after the game, I love an ice bath. It, some people say don't do it. Some people do it. I think after a game, an ice bath is spot on. I yeah. think after like a heavy weight session or something, mm. maybe wait till later in the day or leave mm. it to the next day. But yeah. ice baths are interesting you? to me. I've just bought yeah. one for home. Oh, I've really? Got one nice. Of those little peak and inflatable ones. So. Sick. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I used it yeah, but topic, but I, 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 it, it is, isn't it? It rocked yeah. up yesterday. So I, I love ice baths, and yeah. I've done them for a while. But um, yeah, we jumped in one together actually at, at the, the fitness show. At the fitness show. Was Don't the, tell me that. Di- yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fully clothed. Well, yeah. well Durham was fully clothed. <laughs> in your, <laughs> your budgies. <laughs> I, I struggled in that ice bath. I, I wouldn't even call it a bath. I would just call it ice. Yeah. What we hopped into. There was no water, and um, Durham went full zen. He like I I really for what a second though I thought he'd passed out but he just he sat in closed his eyes and he just sunk in and he's just uh, like, I was actually dead full under <laughs> yeah. did you go full body under um, we did in we the did, end yeah. Yeah. yeah but it's I was uh, when I first topped in I was like I was looking at the guy that was sort of guiding us through it and he's just like breathe I'm like mate get me out of here <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we got through it didn't we yeah no it was pretty good but um, yeah I think you know ice, ice spots make a massive thing, difference to your recovery especially mm. after a game I think that, yeah. that's probably the key mm. the, t- the key time to use it you know would you do it after like a powerlifting uh, I used to after yeah. after like a powerlifting meet but yeah. you know after powerlifting training you, you the one thing about ice baths is that it, it does kind of, you know, hamper that stress from, from a workout. Mm-hmm. So that's actually what you're trying to get sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Um, so like I wouldn't recommend do, doing it during a week probably, but after a yeah. really big session or a game or something, I would I would recommend doing it. It's yeah, a, but maybe it's a after a game one. or after yeah. a leg mm. session, the following day after a leg session yeah. or something like that. So yeah. yeah exactly. Any other recovery techniques? Are you into like all your foam rollers and your yeah, massage foam guns? Rollers, of course. I, I love um, something that uh, isn't talked about that much is fascia release. So that's kind of like 
fascia is obviously what encapsulates all your muscles it's all around you and it, it, that's all about getting that kind of slide and glide mobility through mm. that getting hydration into your fascia is really really important as well so getting that water in so key like i'll drink four liters a day it's yeah, like yeah. So what, what do you water. do for um some fascia release fascia release can either be on a foam roller which is really really important you just do a couple of rolls get that mobi- uh, get that mobility back and then also get that hydration lubrication through those joints and through that fascia and then just kind of doing um like dynamic stretches as well is really important just really small movements so fascia doesn't like to be like pulled really hard and neither do muscles muscles don't like to be pulled mm. really hard it's just those small slide and glide movements that will get that more movement through it's more dynamic style exactly more yeah. dynamic and nothing too big like don't go like massive rotations and stuff slow slide and glide let the muscles do their thing like you'll find a lot of the time people have a sore hamstring and then they go and stretch it like think about what a hamstring's doing it's it's already tight stretching it's not going to help it you just need to kind of move it mobilize a little bit get it on a roller start to get some hydration through it get water back into it yeah Yeah. and um we talked yeah favorite is the lacrosse ball for some yeah that hurts on your back or something (laughs) on the lats yeah darren's a bit of a sadist he likes pain so yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) (laughs) we talked about recovery what Mm. about prior to workouts in games mm. so prior to a workout obviously warm-up sport specific style training requires a good warm-up yeah, right 100 so what, what are you doing to sort of prime we've used the word prime a lot today in this podcast prime i've training. noticed yeah prime training uh, subtle plug <laughs> um, sure yeah what follow you, prime training <laughs> <laughs> um what are you what are you doing to warm yourself up uh so First. before before a game um something that i really like to do obviously um warm up get the body ready a little bit of a foam roll that sort of stuff really important just to get the blood flow going through all of your muscles and something that i also really like to do before a game or before a big session is caffeine now caffeine's actually really key because what it actually does is it um masks the feeling of fatigue yeah so a lot of people don't understand like oh you know you're having a bit of pre-workout before a game or before a session like there's actually a reason and a science behind that i just don't do it just to get tingles or something like there's actually science behind why we do it like you'll go out and you'll feel you know you'll feel much better yeah. if you have a bit of caffeine caffeine's a huge performance enhancer and yeah. I, I think the it most be people banned. it's actually that good like <laughs> well, it, well, it used to be bad yeah it yeah. should be bad because i think there's a limit of how much you can there have is it. i don't yeah. know i think it's like 300 milligrams or something but it should be banned because it's actually so fantastic. Yeah, oh, it, it's awesome. And I think a lot of people push back on caffeine before more endurance-based sports because of sort of the... Peaking too early almost. Peaking mm. too early and also um, like the the sort of myth that it's going to dehydrate you for yes. the game. I mean, if you're well hydrated, having some caffeine before a one-hour game or whatever is not going to do anything. Like it's the, the performance benefits are far going to outweigh. Mm. Exactly. And and yes, there's so many elite athletes that we know use caffeine before their games. And yeah. it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a weird stigma that, you know, people just think, oh, coffee's bad for me. But yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, it's like, yeah. yeah, it's met with such backlash. I'm kind of confused by why it would be. Because once you try it, you're like, this is fantastic. Yeah. This is really, really good. I love the grape flavor. So that's my favorite yeah. flavor. That's, it tastes like Hubba Bubba. I love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> most, most of our athletes, I mean, when we were working with the Melbourne Storm, they're all using mm. pre-workout prior to a game, which has got a high amount of caffeine. Mm-hmm. Rob Whitaker, I don't mind. I don't think he'll mind me saying he uses pre-workouts prior to his big training sessions and mm-hmm. also before his fights. Yep. I know you're sort of into the energy drink cans these yes, days. Yes, I'm into the energy, energy drink. drink cans at the moment. Yeah. I'm loving. I'm loving them. I like the blue. The blue is my go. <laughs> blue raspberry. Yeah. I'm loving the blue raz. Um, <laughs> I'm more of a purple guy. But you're a purple. I like the, <laughs> the elusive fruit crush that no one can find yes, in any stores. Yes, because you've got them all at <laughs> yeah, your house. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> you have them all at your house. Um, so that's warm up. Do you have any like pre-game rituals? 
Oh, like superstitious style things. Oh, uh, well, caffeine's one of them. I have to have that before a game. I um, we should probably bog. tell people you, you play AFL. Yeah, so I that's play, your play sport of AFL. Yeah. Uh, lucky I've played uh, VFL. I uh, played waffle. I played Nevo. Just playing the NTFL. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, <laughs> Let's talk about that now. <laughs> yeah. So, how is it that you play in, for all these teams all across the country? Like you um, just. Like, are you feel? How does that work? Yeah, so I basically um, lucky enough to. Uh, I've always been a bit of a nomad, so I kind of travel around a little bit anyway, and for work and clients and stuff. Like, I've got different clients, pro athletes in many different cities, so I kind of go around and, and check them out, make sure they're doing all good, um, and then I'm lucky enough. Uh, I play in the Darwin League on the weekends, and they actually fly me up for the weekend and pay for the flights and accommodation and everything. Which well, is not just, anymore, but... Well, not anymore. <laughs> we, well, we've just finished the season. Oh, it was actually okay. last game of the season uh, just on the on the weekend. Any, Tell us the anything story. Anything interesting happened? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure <laughs> a whole heap of your... Uh, <laughs> this is going to go viral on TikTok. Hi, TikTok world. <laughs> now I'm TikTok famous. <laughs> Tell us the story from the weekend, Tom. Um... <clears throat> So last game of the season, you're playing in Darwin. Last game of the you're season. You're playing in extreme 40 degree 40 heat. 40 degree heat. You, you guys, your team's sort of getting getting mm. done. So we, yeah, so I, because of my, my small following um, on small social following, media, yeah. um, I, I do get a little bit of stick from the crowd or sometimes sometimes it's support, sometimes it's just taking the mickey. Uh, but during the game, some people are running out in the field taking photos with me and trying to hand me beers and stuff. How, um, how does the team respond to that? Well, because it's like you're this like well, I don't know yeah I don't know like, <laughs> it'd be weird yeah I would find but it weird playing any, with, yeah. like if you're in my it's, team it's like and playing, that shit was happening I'd playing be like, with Ronaldo you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like that's why I feel like a bit of a diva out there like I'm running yeah, around yeah, yeah. and I'm kind of like but I you want to have some fun with the crowd too right you, yeah like uh, these local like and they would love that up yeah. there like they the interaction with players and that's mm. that's that's what like. Do you remember when there. you were a kid going to sport and like even no matter what league you were playing in, like? But I would idolize who was playing out Mate, there. And, and this is probably you guys probably won't recognize the games. When I was a kid, I was a mad cricketer, right? Mm. I went and saw like a lot of high level guys play in sort of exhibition style matches. And I remember there was a there was an Australian cricketer named Greg Matthews. Mm. He's yes. probably more famous yeah, yeah, yeah. for his uh, hair transplant ads than he was for his cricket. But he was a real <laughs> character and. And we were just sort of sitting on the sideline mm. and he was he was fielding out in the deep. And all of a sudden he looks over at me, he goes, hey, come over here. He goes, he showed me this split that he had in his pants. He goes, I have to go change my pants. Can you come out and field for me? <laughs> I was a kid at the time. No yeah. Way. First thing that happened, boom. Batsman hooks it straight down my way. There I am charging no in way. as a kid. Yeah. So it was a pretty awesome experience. But oh. But that crowd interaction, mm. at, and especially at sort of that level, yeah, I, th- I think if that sort of stuff's okay. Yeah, um, if they're constantly running on the field and sort of upsetting the flow of the game, it becomes yeah. a problem. But where did it become a problem for <laughs> where, you? Where on did the they cross the line? Well, <laughs> it became a problem when I, I was, you know, I was all good taking photos, and then they kept me offering beers and said, "No, no, 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 oh, good, I'm not thirsty yet." Um, <laughs> but uh, but by the last quarter, we were getting beaten by about eighty to hundred points. So, and there was about five minutes to go. It was pretty much the end of the game, and um, opposition have kicked to go and I'm playing full forward and they um, one of the blokes runs onto the field and says, hey, I have a sip and I have a little bit of a sip. I don't know if I actually, if I actually drank any. Uh, I, I saw it on film. It was, it was, if you it could was, even call it a sip. No, it was, it, it was, was like, weak and yeah. someone commented, they said, you should have drank the whole thing and by the end of it, I was like, I probably should have considering the punishment that I got. So I, um, I ended up, uh, got videoed and got circulated around social media and um, yeah, and then uh, I got a call from the 
um, you circulated help. around social media. No, you <laughs> well, there was no, it got, it got out. Yeah, so you had yeah. to tell and your I, side of the yeah, story. Yeah. So um, I got a call, and the um, yeah. Anyway, I've got a meeting with the tribunal and all this sort of stuff. And so have you had that meeting? So yeah, we had that meeting, and um, the tribunal. It, it only go, you only go to the tribunal if you've done something really bad. Like, yeah, it's like I've been to it's tribunals like a few times. In my yeah, <laughs> 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 it's like abusing umpires. Like yeah, yeah. gone players. Like pretty Ooh, no, sh- like pretty bad things. Yeah, and then for me, it's like having a bit of fun with a crowd member and yeah anyway brought it out a little bit swig and um ended up being a um it was a six-week suspension i got it down to two weeks so um pretty I, good outcome yeah they didn't want it to ruin my down south football because it carries over the suspension so i've yep. never been suspended for anything before and never even like i'm pretty soft like i'm not going to go around hitting people and stuff like i'm not that kind of person no so you're a very fair guy i, I try yeah. to play fair so yeah anyway so that do was you, uh, do you think it it was an overreaction. Or? <laughs> <laughs> you asked that. <laughs> He's been asking. He's been waiting to ask that. I, for I, ages. I can see. I can see why. Like it's sort of they need to take that that sort of stand. Mm. Um, yeah. Otherwise, it's just going to happen every weekend, yeah. right? But I can tell you right now, at local community level sport, like even like in, in grade cricket, mm. they, they've got beers behind the stumps and yeah. all this yeah. sort of stuff. Well, so it's but the level that you're playing, it's a little bit different. Yeah, and it's yeah. a bit of a misdemeanor. Like I understand and I, and I get it. And I, if I knew the consequences, I wouldn't ever do it again. But at the end of the day, I was just trying to engage with the crowd and get them to have a bit of fun with it. And I was just trying to have a bit of fun with my footy. Like I love my teammates. I love footy. And I just, yeah, didn't want to overstep the mark. But unfortunately, I did. Well, probably. even Ash Barty after the tennis, yeah. you know, she had a sub, uh, beer. Well, she got after blasted. the game. She after got, the game. And yeah. she got blasted for it. She got yeah. blasted. Yeah, which is crazy. You know, like it's sort of... In the Aussie spirit, she's not going out and getting blind and stumbling around the streets. No. She has a has a quick beer after winning the Australian Open. Like not allowed. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Insane. Crazy. Nah. Yeah. Anyway, so that, that was my misdemeanors, and uh, yeah, I won't be doing that anytime. So yeah. Again, <laughs> have you have like going back be, mm-hmm. prior to playing sort of high level uh, AFL? Have you ever trained like a bodybuilder? Yeah. So this is actually a really <laughs> good question because I. So this is kind of how I got all into it. So I actually began um, training as a bodybuilder. I was just doing squats, deadlifts, all that sort of stuff. And then um, I broke my leg really, really badly Um, when I was like 16. It it really affected my sport um, and everything like that. So, yeah, unfortunately that happened. Um, I was going up for a mark and I landed and I came down and I didn't know where the ground was and I've gone just really badly twisted my ankle. So that was something that happened um, and and I was a bit um, affected by that. And then I kept getting injuries, hamstrings, quads from that. And I realized I had to change the, what I was doing when I was about 18. So it was injuries that made you sort of change your mindset. Exactly. And yep. when I'm playing a sport like AFL and I'm jumping and I'm landing, soccer as well, jumping, landing, that sort of stuff, you need to be able to teach yourself how to land. You need to know where the ground is. You need to land all those sort of mechanics um, that you have with sport. And then throw sort of other players into the mix, exactly. pushing you off Push. balance or, mm. yeah, so, yeah. Exactly. So that's kind of how I got into it and then, yeah, started training like an athlete. So, yeah, that's, I guess that's a bit of a backstory with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah well, I, you know, a, a big theme from your training is injury prevention. Exactly. Right. And, and you know, if, you, if you're not familiar with these movements, your body's not familiar with it, your mind doesn't have these, like, you know, motor connections and stuff, then you're just setting yourself up yeah. for injury. So. And people get so confused. They're like, you know, why are you practicing to land and stuff? I'm like, it's what you do in sport. Like, yeah, it's exactly. what you're doing the whole time. You know, you're jumping, landing, twisting, turning. Mm. Um, and people get so confused what. And yeah, it, sometimes I just have to explain to them. Once I do, they get the message and they, they really start to understand because it's self explanatory, really. Yeah. yeah. I, I think for any sport specific training, I think initially, 
Like I know we've sort of laid out some programs, but I think initially it is good to sort of get a get a qualified coach in 100%. to help you with it mm-hmm. and just understand the movements properly. And and there's even some sort of some exercises where you, you where you might need assistance. Exactly. Like like, if, like using your example before, like jumping to take a mark, mm. for example. Quite often, you you're never jumping to take a mark with no one around you. It's, yeah. it's generally somewhere someone there sort of tussling with you, mm. pushing you off balance. You're jumping. Someone else is jumping that sort of pushes you away and you're landing in this exactly. sort of awkward position. So my, my favorite exercise is I'll jump up and then I'll get a partner with a Swiss ball to push me yeah. and then I have to try and land or land on one leg. It's a really good exercise that mimics jumping and landing, soccer, AFL, all that sort of stuff. Fantastic exercise. Yeah. And yeah. previously on this podcast, we used to always talk about, you know, there's a different spots of a different like blend between skills, physical and mental, mm-hmm. right? But I- even in the physical side, that doesn't mean more muscle to perform better. No. It, it means, you know, being the best adapted to your sport exactly exactly moving effect efficiently moving effectively that's yeah. the key isn't it like and if people always like how to become more athletic you've got to move you've got to keep moving you've got to keep running sprinting jumping all that sort of stuff that's when people think oh he's an athlete you know kind of thing so and look if you are one of those guys that plays team sports you do love your bodybuilding program you're doing it a bit for vanity as well as sort of mm. staying fit for your sport just start to incorporate one to two exercises into your into your routine. Mm-hmm. See how it goes. See how they feel. And then as you become more comfortable, add more over time. I mean, you don't have to go straight from a body, but abandon everything to go straight into a sports-specific program. Mm-hmm. Ease into it. But I guess the message for today is if you are playing a sport, train specifically for that sport. Mm, perfect. I couldn't agree more. Make sure you go check out those programs because they are all – perfect for yeah for, for an athlete that's trying to play sport and you can incorporate other movements and, and exercises around that as well like whatever whatever makes you guys happy i think at the end of the day yeah so tom has written programs for all those core sports for off-season pre-season during season mm-hmm. so encourage you to check those out if anyone wants to sort of find you not that they need to you're everywhere but <laughs> where's the where's the place to look for you, you got you've now got your own podcast yeah so we've got our own podcast uh the prime cast is actually what it's called mm-hmm. uh train like looking forward podcast. to appear on that soon yes yep. you will be you will be soon <laughs> we could do one after actually <laughs> <laughs> do two in one um yeah so or you can find me on tiktok at uh at prime train um, on Instagram at Prime Train, if you want to get in contact with me and message me and ask about um, anything, then just go and message me on uh, Prime Train. Uh, You're pretty approachable Instagram. guy. You Thank answer, you. you try to answer a lot of people's questions mm. online. Hugely knowledgeable. But I would encourage... knows this stuff. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, you. You are based sort of in Queensland. Yes, I am based in Noosa in Queensland um, and I do most of my programs online, um, which I'm lucky enough to do, which gives me the opportunity to travel and, and work mostly and, and more closely with my pro athletes um, that are kind of based around Australia. And then I've got some in America in um, playing D1 basketball and, and soccer and stuff over there as well. So, um, yeah, doing a little bit of travel, but trying to keep it in Australia as much as I can, uh, especially when the sun's out. Yeah. Well, look, the advantage of being online is anyone, anywhere can sort of reach out to you. Exactly. Do you work with sort of just everyday athletes as well? You're happy to help yep. out and program 100%, for people? 100%. Yep. Whoever whoever wants it, needs it. I'll, I'll, I'm even tra- um, traveling to Melbourne tomorrow or today, um, and I'm helping out some athletes over the weekend doing a little footy clinic with them which should be uh should be good so what are you yeah. doing tomorrow uh we'll travel be in melbourne 
I'll be in Melbourne tomorrow where um, we're doing a shoot with Ellie Blackburn at the, oh, yeah, for the awesome. Western Bulldogs. For the Bulldogs. Nice. Yeah. I've got, I'm training with uh, Tom Mitchell and the Hawks over the weekend. So oh, yeah, um, yeah. I'll hopefully, um, yeah, I'll probably get absolutely shown up by him, but we'll see how we go. <laughs> <laughs> see how we go. Try to, try to hold my own. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, well, mate, thank you for taking the time to, um, to jump on the podcast today. We've enjoyed having you. We love working with you and hopefully we're going to work with you for a long time. So, uh, Anything else, Darren? To close off, have you got a have you got a Miyamoto Masashi uh, quote? I'd say, I'd say um, <laughs> Darren usually finishes the podcast with, with, a, with a quote from Miyamoto Masashi. Oh, good. And well, sort of. Okay, so shoot. Do you, you know who Miyamoto is? He's yeah, yeah, yep. the greatest samurai of all time, right? Of course. So, Second from, greatest. Darren's the greatest <laughs> from his book of strategy, right? So whatever the way, the master of strategy does not appear fast. Of course, slowness is bad. Really skillful people never get out of time and are always deliberate and never appear busy. Wow. That relates to today's topic nicely. Fantastic. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so, I, ca- you know. I can't figure out how it relates, but I'm sure it does. No. Someone yeah. will. Think, sleep over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Play it back. Sleep over it. Uh, anyone wants to check out uh, anything Masashi related, uh, Masashi.com, Flickers, uh, we're on YouTube, all available podcasts, and um, flick us a message if you've got any sort of questions or keep an eye out else. for those sports specific programs coming up soon. Coming out sort of mid March, so I'm sure we'll push them again, and you guys will know exactly where to find them. Beauty. So thank yeah. you so much for having you guys. I really appreciate it. Cool. Appreciate you coming in. Masashi out, <laughs> out. <laughs>